This is Think Smart with TMFG, your weekly podcast of what's newsworthy and relevant to everyday Canadians. With your host, Senior Financial Advisor Rob McClelland and Mike Conan of Asante Capital Management. This week on Think Smart with TMFG, Mike and I will be discussing how to avoid getting audited by the CRA. Mike, these days I get many phone calls and even texts saying that I'm being audited by the CRA. Yeah. And uh, we know that uh, it's not really the CRA who is coming after me, but there's a lot of fraud going on. I wanted to tell our audience about an interesting experience that a client is currently going through. And so this is an individual who does their own tax return and has been doing their own tax return for a long time. And somewhere along the line, they ticked a box on their tax return about how to get future communication. And they asked for no longer getting paper copies, but they wanted to get electronic copies. So, you know, they filed their tax return for 2021 and they, you know, paid the amount that they owed. And they didn't get a notice of assessment and they didn't think much of it. They didn't worry about it. And then, you know, they kept going on and 2022 comes along and they file their tax return and they pay the right amount of tax and they, they get a refund or uh, had to pay a little. And again, they don't get their notice of assessment. And then we suddenly had the ability to get information about their taxes. So we became a CRA rep for them so we could download their notice of assessment. And lo and behold, we went on the CRA website only to discover there had been tremendous communication between the CRA and the client that the client wasn't receiving. So the CRA had decided, based on their 21 tax return, that they wanted some more information on a charitable donation. The client never got the communication, so they didn't respond. So the CRA denied the donation. So suddenly the CRA said, you owe $20,000. The client didn't respond. They didn't pay the $20,000. And this has been going on now for over 18 months. The CRA believes the client owes about $28,000 now. Penalties and interest. (laughs) And they're charging them interest on a regular basis. The client was completely unaware of all of it because they weren't getting any communication. As far as they were concerned, everything was good. The client actually doesn't know a dollar. They had all the proper receipts and documentation, but it shows how easy it is to get in trouble with the CRA. And the CRA has even threatened to send it out to collection agencies to go after them to collect this tax dollars. So how should you avoid getting audited by the CRA? I guess number one, we should separate, because clients always call me and say, I'm being audited. Sometimes they're not really being audited. They're asked to provide backup information, which I think is a little bit different than audit, right? 
Definitely. It, it, it's it, the start of there may be an audit yeah. if you're not able to provide that backup information. But if they want to see a, a tax receipt for, let's say, your Asante fees, if you provide the receipt, it's discussion over. And I think people get very confused because they always come and say, we're being audited. And no, you're not being audited. It's, it's a lot of times if, you've, if you have medical receipts or anything like that, a lot of times the government just wants, because now they do things electronically, they don't get copies of that. So sometimes they would just request the backup that was on your tax return. So I was looking at a study, and this is in the U.S. Uh, from the IRS, and it talked about the government was going to be reducing the spending on audits by $20 billion. And the article was basically saying, why would they do this? So here's, here's the numbers on audits. And, and my guess is doing audits in Canada aren't dramatically different. I mean, the numbers may be slightly different, but it, you know, we're, we're more or less you know, we're collecting tax, right? So for every dollar the government spends on an audit, they collect two dollars. So it's it's that's pretty good payoff for every dollar. If you had an investment, Mike, and you I, you know I you gave me a dollar and I gave you two dollars back, would you be pretty happy? Pretty good return. But it varies by income level. So for the government, the cost of doing an audit it's not cheap. It's about five thousand dollars. And so that's probably why they're saying, you know, they're going to spend $20 billion less on these audits because the government's trying to make ends meet. But they're, you know, what do they say? They're, they're, they're cutting off their nose despite their face. They're, they're, they're making a, a, a bad cut. on a, They're cutting an expense, but they're missing out on a revenue stream. If they're doing an audit on the really wealthy, it's a lot more than 5,000. It's about $15,000 just to do that audit. And yeah. that's probably because you've got a full-time person in there for a couple of months having to check everything out. How much do you think Trump's audit is gonna cost? <laughs> that one's probably gonna cost hundreds of, of millions of dollars. I'd imagine, yeah. Because they're gonna make sure that every number's looked at 50 to a hundred times yep. at least. Yeah. So here's some interesting data in the U.S. The bottom 50% of income earners, for every dollar spent on auditing those individuals, they only earn about 96 cents. So it's not really worth auditing anyone who is in the bottom 50%. So call that anyone earning under $40,000. There's no point auditing them because you, the government doesn't make any money. When you get into the top 1% of income earners, so we're looking at people making more than $250,000, the payoff for the government's a lot better. They earn $3.20. And if they go off to the top 0.1%, the payoff's really good. They get $6.30 for each dollar they spend. So if they spend $15,000, they're gonna get about $90,000 back on the audit. So that's pretty good. What trends happen after the audit? Say you've been audited, you got caught, you were taking a deduction you shouldn't have been doing. You know, obviously some people end up going to jail, but most people, they just have to settle up with the government. Well, they'll probably go and ask their accountant to become much more conservative. We've seen, you know, most people's aggressiveness is based on their accountant because your accountant controls, and we've seen different levels of accountants we've dealt with over the years. We've dealt, and the problem is, the really good accountants cost you more money because they follow every rule. 
like so, so sometimes we we think you're better off with a bad account and i know that sounds sounds horrible but you end up paying less tax as someone who is pushing the rules a bit more but again you don't want to have to have the audit trail and get you but uh we've seen some very good accountants and you think well i got this great account i'm paying a ton of money that means i should pay no tax doesn't always work like that. They're pretty black and white. There, yeah. There's no gray area. You don't area break the with, rules because yeah. the good guys don't want to, they don't want to end up in tax court. So here's some things that they've found that happen after someone's been audited and had to fess up. Number one, they start paying much more in taxes voluntarily. So once they're caught, they start playing by the rules. Number two, they stop taking some dodgy deductions counting a personal car as a business expense, as an example. Or they start reporting income that they hadn't previously reported. So suddenly their income goes up and their deductions go down because they never want to go through that process again. Here's what's interesting about this article about the government spending $20 billion less is they're reducing their future income dramatically. In fact, they should be going the other way and spending more money on audits, especially in today's world where cash has essentially disappeared and we've got all other forms of payment that are happening. Yeah. Well, you had some ways to avoid audits, did you? I did. So this was written, uh, an article that I found by Amit Umat. He's a tax lawyer. And he had what I thought were some great suggestions and his first suggestion is an obvious one. Check and double check your return after you complete it. You know, sometimes we're so tired after doing the return, we just want to submit it and we submit it full of mistakes. And the minute you make a mistake, you're probably going to face at least a letter requesting something. And if you don't get the letter and the response back in time, you're going to face an audit. What are some other things that Amit came up with, Mike? Keep detailed records. The more records you have, the better it is. By far, if if you keep track of everywhere you drive and you have a log that goes and tracks what you're doing, how far you drive, what was personal, what was business, you'll get zero questions on anything. And But most people, you know, they say, my car's for business, it's 20% or 30% and they throw it in there and it's a random figure. You want backup for everything you do. Often after you've submitted a tax return, you find another receipt, you find something else, and you want to do an amendment. The problem with that, the more you start adjusting the return, that gets someone's eyebrows up and they go, what's happening here? Why do they keep amending this tax return? Maybe I want, I'm going to request some information. And Again, when they request information, they know to go, what to go after. They're not going to request your T4 slips. They're going to start with the ones that are pretty obvious. They want maybe some personal uh, home expenses or they want charitable donations. All that stuff that you may or may not have a receipt. Um, the other thing, and I thought this was a great idea, properly document any unusual changes to your filing position. Write a letter with your return yep. and say, here's why my income was up. It's a one-time thing because if, you're, if you don't, before you know it, you're going to be paying a lot in installments the next year, even though you don't have the extra income to afford the installments. Even for your, even for your own purposes, because you may not be audited for six years later. 
and you may not remember what happened that year. You know what what went on in the business, what what changes happened, why you had that extra income in there. I was meeting with a client uh, this week. She's ninety years old, and she showed me all the returns. She keeps track of all the returns on the spreadsheets. Phenomenal. She's a genius in how she does everything. But the most interesting thing she did, she had comments on what happened in the market that year to explain why the why it was a very strong year, where the returns were overall, what they went through. You know, this was a COVID year. This was when something happened in the economy, just to explain why they're having good years and why they're having bad years. So when you go back and look at her last 10, 12 years history, she can see each year and why it happened. Because who remembers, you know, why 2011 wasn't a great year or what it was? And she has descriptions. And I guess when I was meeting with her, she always asked me what went on in the meeting. And she made notes there and had a whole spreadsheet that was done on Excel that had notes toward every reason why the performance was as it was. It's interesting you say that. I was in a client meeting today and, and the husband was complaining about how much taxes he had had to pay last year. And he was he sort of looked at me like like it was my fault that he was paying all these extra taxes. And and I and I, you know, I was thinking of saying, well, that's because you made pretty good profits. And his wife turned to him and she said, well, you took a lot of money out of the portfolio last year and and we triggered a lot of capital gains because of that. That's why you paid all those taxes. So she actually answered the question for her, yeah. <laughs> responded to him for me. But, but he was angry that he had to pay all these taxes and he had completely forgot yeah. that he was the one who initiated the higher tax bill. Other things to consider, other ideas. Try not to claim unrealistic deductions. Home office expenses, especially these days in the post-COVID world, are often claimed. But if you're claiming half your home expenses, you may be audited. You're not really using half your home, even if you're working from home 100% of the time. And if you put half, you're going to get audited they'll, because they want to know why. They have their limits, and that's what a good accountant is for. They know at what point the government looks at things. A lot of good accountants work for the CRA at one point, and they'll tell you at what, what they're looking at and what's going to send up a red flag. Same with the business vehicle. Don't claim 100% of your business vehicle as, as for business. You know, there's bound to be some personal expenses in there. So, you know, I don't know what the percentage is. Maybe you claim 60% of automobile or 70%, but certainly don't claim 100 the goal is to always try and fly under the radar. Don't make it easy for the CRA to single you out. And what they're always looking for is something that's going against the trend. Um, if we go back to this individual that I was talking about who suddenly was getting electronic communication that they weren't receiving, the reason they got flagged in the first place is because their charitable donations happen to be very large one year. Now, it was legitimate, 100% legitimate, but that's why they got flagged. What about filing on time? Mike, do you file your taxes on time? Always. It's a little stressful though, yep. right? I mean, there's a deadline and you know sometimes you don't get the receipts till just before and, and the accountants are busy. And so you know sometimes I don't get the call from the accountant until six o'clock the, the night before. And I'm, I'm a little freaked out because A, I don't know how much I owe or I mean, maybe I'm getting back, but normally I owe money. And, and, and B, I'm worried that he's not gonna get the thing out in time. Another area is just even businesses. If you're in business, you're gonna be compared against similar businesses. So 
you shouldn't be earning substantially less than other similar businesses. So if we were comparing us to other financial advisors, if we were making a lot less than other financial advisors, that's going to open up some questions in the CRA. Here's another one I found. Don't do podcasts on how to avoid CRA audits. <laughs> that might be a, yeah, we may be in trouble just by doing this. Yeah. I thought the other good, this was a, another good one. Don't get into the habit of using round numbers. Don't, you know, put down $1,000. Yeah. Put down $1,091 or $1,015. You should have accurate, you should be using numbers that are real rather than like, people go and just try to figure things out and go, yeah, that was so much. You should take the time and have a receipt to back it up. And it's so worth it if you have all that because if you do everything the right way, I know it's not a big deal, it's just producing the right receipts. Mike, what about an accountant? You're pretty good at math. In fact, you went to school for it. You should be pretty good at doing your own tax return. <laughs> not when, really. <laughs> when did you last do your own tax return? Uh, I think when I was like 21. <laughs> so why? You've hired an accountant to do your tax I, return? I have an accountant. They know rules. And again, they know what areas are going to um, – that you can go and take the write-offs that you need. You're not going to miss those things. Uh, they give me good advice along the way, particularly when we're in a situation, we have a, a business together in a corporate structure. So they give you advice on how to run everything, how to take your income, what should be left in the company. And accountants give, even give you good business advice. A good accountant will help you along with uh, business advice too. So the title of the present today's podcast was, you know, how to avoid a CRA audit. Ultimately, the name of the game is to fit in and not draw undue attention to yourself. If something seems abnormal about your return, CRA will likely want to ask some questions and may even commence an audit. So maybe it's time to put some comments in on your tax return if you still insist on doing it yourself. That brings us to the end of another week. This is Rob and Mike with Think Smart from the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management. been listening to the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management Limited. Asante Capital Management Limited is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Insurance products and services are provided through Asante Estate and Insurance Services Incorporated. This material is provided for general information and is subject to change without notice. Every effort has been made to compile this material from reliable sources. However, no warranty can be made as to its accuracy or completeness. Before acting on any of the previous information, please make sure to see a professional advisor for individual financial advice based on your personal circumstances. The opinions expressed are those of the authors and not necessarily those of Asante Capital Management Limited. <laughs>